21 plus gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway terms and conditions apply see app for details Found my this day not dead. Fats oh, Domino. Blueberry That's Blueberry Hill. Apparently Jack's saving the best for last. So hang in there, texter that wanted to hear this one particular guy that was born on this day. Uh, congratulations are in order for Matt. He's going to get the free tickets to Drew Lynch at the Orpheum Theater. He's a comedian and actor, by the way. And he's captured the hearts of America with his golden buzzer performance on season 10 of America's Got Talent. And he'll be right here in Wichita at the Orpheum Theater. That's Wednesday, March 6th. He's amassed millions of followers on social media while touring the world nonstop to sold-out audiences. So Matt and a guest will be able to see him on us. And he'll have you rolling in the aisles at the Orpheum Theater, March the 6th. If you're not lucky enough to win tickets over the next few days, you can head to selectaseat.com for your chance to see him. All right, hour number two, it's 105. Keep the texts coming, 316-247-0923. A couple of shocker notes for you. Between the two hardballs, softball and baseball. It was a little bit of a mixed bag for Wichita State baseball. We'll get to them in a second. We'll start with softball, though. Uh, they went down to Fayetteville to play a slew of games uh, in just a few days. They played Arkansas, nationally ranked and out of the SEC, twice. And Illinois State. They mixed them in three times, I believe. And Wichita State was once beaten down there, shock softball team. But that included a win against Arkansas, who was ranked, I believe, number 14. So that makes two top 20 SEC wins in Christy Breadbinner's bag. And it also featured Chloe Barber. Announcing her presence with authority. Not only did she tie a single game record for strikeouts in a game against Arkansas, which is no small feat if you can connect the dots when you talk about their playing in Fayetteville, Arkansas is 14th in the country, and Chloe Barber struck out 15 Razorbacks in a 3 to 1 win. She came back the next day, which I think was yesterday. Yeah, it was against Illinois State, and did herself one better. She struck out 16 Redbirds yesterday in a victory over them. So another really successful weekend for the Shocker softball team, and they were scheduled to come home and play a a scheduled game after the schedule came out against Iowa on Wednesday. And that was in line to be like one of the biggest Shocker Sports Equinox days maybe ever because we were going to have Shocker Softball against Iowa at Wilkins, baseball against ORU and Tulsa, women's basketball against SMU at the Roundhouse, and men's basketball at UAB. Well, we uh, just eliminated one because the home opener that was supposed to be on Wednesday for the softball team with Iowa has been canceled due to plummeting temperatures here in the next couple of days. It might be rescheduled for a later date, but one has not been set at this time. So now the Shocker uh, softball home opener has to revert back to March 8th with that weekend series against FAU. So unfortunately, that Iowa... Wichita State softball game ain't going to happen. But speaking of Iowa, the baseball team continued its mastery over Iowa 
in a come-from-behind fashion yesterday down in Jacksonville at the Jacks College Baseball Classic. Iowa, at the time, was rated number 18th in the country. Is This was a regional preview on steroids. Now, I'm not suggesting that Wichita State's going to be in an NCAA regional, but the other three teams that Wichita State had to play in a round-robin fashion were probably even tougher than a NCAA regional. The one reason being between Auburn, Iowa, and Virginia, they're all ranked in the top 25, depending on what poll you favor. And Virginia went to the College World Series last year. Auburn's been to the College World Series within the last three years. And Iowa has had a winning season 10 years in a row under Rick Heller. And they were at the Terre Haute Regional last year. Well, yesterday, Iowa scored the first five runs of the game and led 5 nothing after five. And they had, uh, Jack, are you there? They had a guy named Cade Obermuller pitching. Does that last name sound familiar to you? It does. Wes Obermuller is his dad. Yes, yes. Former Royal, Brewer, and other. Anyway, this dude... Uh, had Wichita State tied up like a pretzel, striking out six in five scoreless innings. Then he got to 85 pitches, and he was taken out after a 5 nothing lead after five. Then Wichita State went scorched earth on Iowa's bullpen, which melted down a day earlier against Virginia in a 12-9 to loss after Iowa scored six runs in the first inning in that game. And all the Shockers did was hit a three-run home run in the sixth, a three-run home run in the seventh, and a three-run home run in the eighth. Twelve total runs in innings six, seven, and eight. And the Shockers came roaring from behind to win 12-6 and salvage that final game of the Jacks College Baseball Classic after a heartbreaking loss on Friday in a rain-soaked uh, day-slash-night game with Virginia losing 5-4 in ten innings. But all weekend long, Brian Green was talking about how invaluable this would be, not only in his evaluation of his players in an atmosphere like this, against competition like this, but also it's a kind of back-to-back-to-back gauntlet, like maybe they won't see the rest of the year. Let's be honest. Because even if you play a great team in a three-game series, you know what to expect in the next day when it comes to their pitching staff or the next day when it comes to handling their position players if you didn't do it in game one. you got a different team to prepare for and a different set of arms to prepare for every single night or day of that tournament in Jacksonville, starting with Virginia, probably the best team down there. They won it, by the way, and went 3-0. and Then Auburn, and then Iowa. But Wichita State's got some voodoo over Iowa. They have never beaten the Shockers in baseball. Wichita State, fun fact, 14-0 and all-time against Iowa. After the game, Brian Green had some comments about the weekend, the tournament itself, the city of Jacksonville, and that peak event staff that put together the Jacks College Baseball Classic. Here's some audio from Brian Green after the Shockers beat Iowa 12-6 to yesterday. Uh, well, first off, I just before talking about the game and, and addressing any of that, I just want to say thanks to to the Peak Group. Uh, this is the second one that I've been a part of, and the experience for our players and coaches, it is an absolute first-class event. We get to feel what it's like to be in the postseason, so that's really big for us. But just the entire thing from the streaming to all of the service for us is just a big league deal. So we hope that we're going to continue to get better as a program, and uh, and we're a team that uh, hopefully returns. I was uh, part of it at Frisco at Washington State, and uh, it was the same thing. So just a great, great event. I know for the fans too, but for the coaches, it was uh, it was awesome for us. And just want to thank the Peak Group. It was big league deal. Uh, regarding the game, uh, that's obviously going to be a game that's going to provide some value for us down the road, uh, being down in the middle of the innings against a really good club. Uh, we were able to fight back and, and had some two out hitting. That was huge. And um, just really proud of our guys. I, if you look at us, our body of work over the weekend offensively, uh, we left here feeling really confident with our ability to compete and, and battle and put the balls in play and, and get on base. And, and we've got to improve, obviously, on some things. But um, 
with with regards to the competition with Iowa and, and Virginia Auburn, just a bunch of pro coaches. Uh, it just it was a great experience for us. We're going to leave here a better a better club, no doubt about it. Today's game, uh, that's. Uh, that was we were really handled early on. We tried to go left, right, left, right uh, to keep their starter off balance, but he was really effective. The slider was getting our left-handers. I mean, we knew there was a starting point for it, and we couldn't lay off it. Uh, there was enough of a fastball and movement and life. Uh, he's good. He is going to be really good for them. So that provoked a, a big challenge for us, obviously. But but offensively, we stuck with it, and we kind of showed that uh, throughout the entire weekend. And very very proud of uh, of our team today. So I think we grew over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, no question. I mean, he was just, you know, we didn't, are we going to throw three, four righties in a row and then, you know, maybe take away because the change isn't, isn't the, the second pitch. The breaking ball is the second pitch, no question. And we tried to, to go back and forth with it, but there was no rhythm established. We just, we weren't gonna be able to do it. So I think when he came out, uh, that really enabled us to relax. Um, and we were able to put much different swings on the ball, obviously. So he's good though. And we saw it all weekend. So th that part was great for us to see the arms that we saw this weekend. On the mound, from where I'm sitting, it felt like for you guys, Anderson really kind of changed the tenor of the game there a little bit. How big was he? Yeah, he was huge. You know, I feel bad for Daniel. You know, we're still our, our infield is, is a work in progress. We are really, and you saw it this weekend. You know, we're, we've got a lot of things that we're still trying to establish. But you know, a month from now, hopefully, we've got a set. There are some athletes that are kind of in and out right now because the bats aren't there. But uh, and we're trying to piece that together. But yeah, Caleb came in. Caleb is is uh, is one of our go-to team guys in the dugout. He's a mentality guy. You know, it's not big velocity, but it's sink and it's down. Uh, and it's slider, and uh, he settled the game and brought some confidence, I think, back to our dugout just in terms of the tempo on the mound. Um, again, felt bad for Zanger a little bit. He wasn't extremely sharp, but uh, there were three plays that I, I think we'll be making here shortly. Um, but uh, definitely Caleb settled the game for us. You, uh, you alluded to it earlier, but I, I've been asking coaches about the, the regional feel of this thing and the value in that because you get you know, a relatively early wake-up call. You're at the park relatively early. Um, you know, crowd is lighter than it was yesterday. Like a lot of things play into it. How valuable is that kind of experience as you guys look to try to try to get into a region? Try to get there. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, you just you can't replicate. We can't replicate uh, Friday night against Virginia. You know, or with the rain delay becoming a night game, we just can't replicate that. They got a big crowd. They got a great team. Um, and, you know, and that, that feeling of us having a lead late and being sped up, you know, that, that's an invaluable experience for us to get, okay, you know, we're going to be able to slow down and breathe and, and learn from that. But, but the entire experience when you walk into the hotel and the hotels are dolled up for all the teams uh, and for the coaches too, you know, we've got to grind three straight days in terms of scouting reports. That's, that's a challenge. And I think it also presents an opportunity for the players to understand that, you know, you've got to be able to pay attention at a very quick level. This isn't a series where you're going to see the same guy twice. You know, you've got to start trying to categorize guys at the plate or, or on the mound in terms of what approach. Is this a, is this a power guy? Is it a mixer? Is it a specialist? And, and I think those, those experiences as well are really valuable. But uh, the whole thing is just is a big league deal. And uh, I can't wait to, to hopefully get on the phone and say, when are we coming back? Yeah. All right. Uh, in the aftermath of that shocker performance, uh, all weekend, uh, the close loss to Virginia on Friday in 10 innings. They got blown out against Auburn. Let's make no mistake about that. Uh, 19 to eight in the middle game, but came back to win yesterday, 12 to six. And the aftermath of, uh, aftermath of that, the all tournament team was announced. Two shockers were on the list. David Johnson, uh, an outfielder. He had a big weekend. Johnson is up to 448 on the young season, went two out of five yesterday and also had a home run earlier in the tournament. And Jaden Gustafson in the D8 spot, one out of five yesterday with a ground ball RBI that uh, helped Wichita State back in the game. And he had a multi-hit game earlier on the weekend. So Gustafson and David Johnson both on the all-tournament team in the Jacks College Baseball Classic, the first ever, and one that you heard Brian Green talk about just a little bit ago that he hopes that Wichita State is able to go back to one of these days in the near future. This is also a tournament, was also a tournament that was put on by the same folks that put together the Frisco Classic and other early season tournaments uh, in college baseball, and they do a really great job, by the way. And if you ever ever have a chance, you're a baseball, soccer baseball fan, you ever have a chance to go to one that you see is hosted by peak events, probably ought to do it 
because it's the best tournament that you'll see this side of an NCAA regional. And the Jacksonville get-together was no exception, and the uh, the competition there was really second to none, only to maybe Globe Life Field that had, what, Arkansas, Oregon State, Michigan, and I'm trying to think of one of the other teams that was down there. That's back-to-back weekends at Globe Life Field has had uh, – round-robin get-togethers of probable NCAA tournament teams. It helps everybody's RPI win or lose uh, in an early-season tournament, and that will remain to be seen what kind of an RPI boost that is for Wichita State, if we care about that when the time comes, or how Iowa does during the rest of the regular season into the Big Ten uh, play. But them losing all three certainly didn't help their RPI, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So there was uh, the very latest on the baseball and the softball weekends for wichita state espn bet is now live in kansas as the official sports book of espn espn bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and others with your favorite espn personalities and shows sign up today and new users will get 100 dollars in bonus bets for making any sports book bet find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering cross-sport parlays teasers and all the props you can handle that's espn bet what a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's 120. When we come back, we got some KU Jayhawk basketball to talk about. Not just men, but Shocker, uh, the uh, Jayhawk women, rather, win the Sunflower Classic, Sunflower Showdown, and beat K State in the meantime. And for those uh, Shocker basketball fans, you can remember that KU paid a visit here, looked impressive then. They've been nothing but be impressive since then, too. And speaking of impressive, the, Shock, the Jayhawk men knocked off Texas over the weekend in Allen Fieldhouse in a big, big way and keeps KU in the mix for another Big 12 title. They still have an uphill climb ahead of them, but they're right in the mix and within shouting distance of the top. Going to need a lot of help, but KU really impressive against Texas to improve to 9-5 and five in the Big 12. Some Jayhawk talk coming your way next, 121. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Because of you, a high school student who is low vision packs for college. Because of you, a husband and father with a permanent eye injury brings home a paycheck. Because of you, a senior with advanced macular degeneration cooks dinner, balances her checkbook, and walks to the park. All of these accomplishments reflect your gifts in action. 100% of all donations directly impact Envision's programs and services. With your help, Envision can help to create a life of independence and fulfillment. If you would like to learn more about Envision or find out how you can help, visit helpenvision.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sports book of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet. What a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Your home's in your hands, you build it. Maybe your dream home is the home you already have. With interest rates going up, many homeowners are choosing to do a major remodel with the help of You Build It. Make your own choices, control your own budget, do as little or as much of the work yourself as you want, and have confidence that your remodel is done the way you want it. Call or text now, 316-260-2044 to schedule your free consultation. Or visit YouBuildIt.com. That's the letter U, then BuildIt.com. Your home's in your hands, you build it. Get ready for an adrenaline-packed weekend. The 67th Annual NAIA Men's Wrestling National Championship is coming to Hartman Arena February 29th through March 2nd. Witness the nation's top wrestlers battling for glory. Don't miss out on the action. Mark your calendars February 29th through March 2nd. For more information and tickets, go to HartmanArena.com. Join us at Hartman Arena for the wrestling showdown of the year. Proudly presented by Visit Wichita. Your exclusive home of Championship Week. 
ESPN Wichita 92.3. ESPN Wichita is bringing you a full week of college basketball action leading up to March Madness. We'll have exclusive live play-by-play of the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, plus the ACC and Big 10 tournament championship games. And it all leads to our Selection Sunday special to kick off March Madness right here on your home for college basketball. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Love is a burning thing. More on Stay Now Dead. The great Johnny Cash. It's 124. Welcome back. Time for our Jayhawk segment, courtesy of our Jayhawk insider, Matt Tate. He's brought to you by Super Pools. Let them turn your dream into a reality by giving your family the backyard they've always wanted. Give Jenny a call today at 316-880-3900 or go to superpoolsusa.com and mention ESPN Wichita and get a free robot cleaner for all new builds. Matt Tate from r1s1sports.com. Wave the wheat. A kind of a ho-hum butt-kicking of the Texas Longhorns at Allen Fieldhouse. Business as usual, KU pretty much led from start to finish. What was the uh, what was the catalyst there as far as you were concerned there, Matt? Good question. Obviously, they didn't have Kevin McCullough, so, you, you know, going into the game, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know what the word would be exactly, but anxiety, you know. Uh, they were an eight-and-a-half-point favorite before that news, and then actually you start wondering, is this going to be a, a much tougher game than people thought or, or whatever? But, um, you know, part of it, I'll be honest with you, part of it was Texas. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. not very good. And I think KU played well, and I, I think they – continue to remind us and, and anybody who's paying attention that they do still have a very good basketball team and they have some really good pieces and they have some talented guys that, that are really tough to handle and, and can create some real mismatches. Um, but I, I think in that particular case, it was very obvious how overwhelmed Texas was. They just were never really in that game. I mean, it, it was close for a while, you know, the first eight minutes or so. And then next thing you knew, Kansas put the hammer down, they were up double digits and pretty much stayed there the rest of the way. So, uh, you know, I, I think it, to not give KU any credit for that would be wrong. They did play well, um, but Texas is just not very good. Um, and I think what stood out from the Kansas perspective, though, is, is their bench. They finally looked like they actually had a bench, which is funny because in, in a situation like that where you have to pluck a guy from the bench to – to insert into the starting lineup with McCuller out, you know, you'd think that that would severely limit the production and potential that your bench can give you on that particular day. But even with that, Nick Timberlake started, played a very good game, and uh, the three guys that, that self-subbed in were all very productive. I mean, they they, they looked confident. They, they um, played with great effort, great intensity. They, they played smart. Um, I... I I'm working on it for tomorrow on the site, and uh, I got to talk with Jamari McDowell and El Marco Jackson, two of those three guys off the bench, mm-hmm. um, after that game about the, the sub pattern. And I, and I asked Self about it, too, and, and he had some interesting thoughts as well, or insight. But he subbed in those three guys together, Parker Brown, El Marco Jackson, and Jamari McDowell. And I thought it was really fascinating because it, it was it – was, it was partly sort of a continuity thing, I think. You know, those guys knew they were going in together, knew they were playing together. It wasn't like, let's go adjust our styles with misfit toys and, hey, sometimes I play with these two guys and not these two, and sometimes I play with these four, but every once in a while it'll be this three and then that one. I mean, it's, you know, that's not hard. Basketball's not that complicated. We're not, we're not putting a man on the moon or anything here, but... <laughs> For guys that are struggling with confidence and struggling to find and, and, and execute their roles, I think that does make it harder. And so I thought it was a brilliant move um, to just kind of give those guys sort of a, a line change feel, like in hockey. And and they looked very comfortable together. They, they, they were comfortable no matter who the other two out there with them were, two starters, of course. Um, and, and I just think it's a really fascinating approach to – to uh, how to handle that bench and, and how to maybe try to get that shored up a little bit as we move into March. Um, 
Self said they probably needed, you know, they had the whole week off, so that afforded them the opportunity to try to implement that a little bit more. If they had played Tuesday or Wednesday night of last week, that, that would have been a lot harder. But they had a whole week to work on that. Those guys got comfortable together even more than they already were. And, and you know, they just drilled it in their heads. This is the way we're going to do it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow if they continue to do that. I, I would imagine they will. Um, and in fact, I think if, if they do get McCuller back at any point, I would think that there's a real good possibility that Timberlake would, would be a part of that four-man rotation, and they would send four in at a time. And, um, you know, obviously game circumstances and, and score and, and, and time and all those things would factor in some. But I think that's, that seems to me like the, the approach he's trying to solidify and, and has been tinkering with, and I think it's brilliant. I really like it. Well, it's interesting you bring it up, and I don't want to ruin the piece for tomorrow at r1s1sports.com, but do you think um, it was a function of who they played and how the game was going? Like if, if Texas had been playing a little better or if there was a little bit more of an imminent threat, do you think uh, Self tinkers with that anyway and goes through with it? I do. I think I think the whole thing, and, and yeah, I'll spell it out in the article, and it's, it'll even if you are listening to me, blabber on here it'd be worth reading tomorrow because it'll be a little more clear but um I, I think the whole thing is is built around the idea that um when they have their five starters on the floor they're very good the, the numbers show that that five-man group is as good as maybe any in the country and we're not just talking like we know they're talented players we're talking about you know the, the numbers the metrics the analytic all the, the stats show that that five-man lineup is is among the best in the country um, and so what happens when you go away from that group of five is it drops off pretty dramatically. And so I think that Rat, he knows he needs his bench. He knows these starters are tired and they're sore and they're banged up and they're, they're not going to be able to give him 38, 37, 38 minutes a night the rest of the way and, and hope to have any success. So I think that his, his hope was, um, and these weren't his words, this is just me, sort of paraphrasing what, I, what I'm mm-hmm. kind of interpreting. Um, but but I, I think it's like, look, we have a great starting five, and when they're out there, we're really good. When we go to the bench, even with one guy, it changes that dramatically. So we know we need to sub. We know we need to give those starters rest. So why not do it all at once? Why not get it over with in one rotation? And instead of putting this guy in for four minutes and then taking another guy out for four minutes and then taking another guy out for four minutes and – and kind of creating that situation where you're 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 extending that to a 12 minute period um, where you don't have one of those five starters on the floor, you can just hit it with all three or all four of those subs for five minutes, and then put your starters back in, and, and now you've had to deal with that half as long. So I, that's that's the best I can kind of read into it, and and I've talked to a few people and just trying to figure out if I'm if I'm right there, and, and I think I am, and I think again that's why I think it's brilliant. I think. Um, you're looking at a head coach who's a Hall of Famer, a two-time national champion, one of the best to ever do it, who could absolutely just sit there and go, well, we'll see what happens. You know, but he's paid a lot of money, and he has a lot of pride, and he has a lot of drive, and he's a competitive dude. And you're, you're watching in real time this guy earn his money. And it's really cool to see that because – um, I wouldn't expect any coach to necessarily just sit there and deal with it. They all are driven. They all try to figure out what happens. But sometimes figuring it out is really hard. You know, sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes figuring it out is, is not only really hard, but sometimes the answer is just not there. And, and this, on the surface level, this would seem like one of those teams where if, if at the end of the season in, in April and May, Bill Self's doing a – sort of a look back on the season, and, and he says to people, you know, it just wasn't there. We couldn't find the answer. I don't think anybody would, would you know, chastise them. I don't think anybody would disagree even, but he, he's not settling for that. Obviously, they still have huge goals. I think part of it is because he's so driven. The other part of it is because he, 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 he owes it to those kids, man. He wants those kids to feel success. He wants them to win. He wants them to have every opportunity to to accomplish their their goals their collective goals together and so you know he re- he realizes that he's not out there playing but he's got a role in that a big role and so i, I that's why i love it i think it's i think it's a, the sign of a coach who could have taken the easy answer and just say yeah we just maybe don't have it this year this roster is mm-hmm. a little tough 
and and he's going, okay, there's got to be something I can do. And whether it works for an extended period of time, whether it works against Houston and 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 you know the big dogs of the, of college basketball, um, which obviously they'll hope to meet as they continue to play into March, um, that that remains to be seen. And and you know that's not a guarantee by any means, but um, it, it gives them a chance. And uh, obviously against Texas, it worked great. So. I'd imagine we'll see something very similar tomorrow night uh, against BYU. Like I said, Kevin McCullough's not expected to play in that one. Um, so they'll, they'll have to have the same lineup and sort of the same thing. And so things can, can affect that, you know, foul trouble or fatigue or, or whatnot. You know, it's, it's not just an automatic, this is how we do it, plug it in and hit the button. It doesn't automatically work that way. But I think if they can control all the rest of those things and, and keep it on the track, so to speak. I think that's the approach they'll take. And and look, man, you know, you're starting to talk about not only tinkering with something that could work, but you're starting to talk about building some confidence. Uh, those bench guys felt really good about that the other day, and they should have. They 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 contributed to 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 a big important win, and they look good doing it. So um, if they do the same thing tomorrow night against a really good BYU team, uh, you'll have to start wondering if. Yeah, man, this, this, this bench group, it may not be too late for those guys. They may still have something to say about this season after all. Coverage tomorrow at 5.30 right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 with the KU-BYU coverage starting. KU drub Texas 86-67. Talking to Matt Tate from R1S1Sports.com. Our Jayhawk Insider brought to you by Super Pools. We had the... Early role that Kevin McCullough was on, I'm talking about before the, the conference, before he started to get banged up, you had the consistency and the much uh, highly anticipated debut of Hunter Dickinson. He hasn't disappointed. He had 20 points the other night, too. Uh, and then you've had the emergence of Johnny Furphy, who has kind of come out of nowhere and has been a, a sensation in Lawrence. With all, all being said, and with that as a backdrop, is K.J. Adams underappreciated? Not here, not in Lawrence. Okay. Um, maybe nationally, but but not here. No, I, I um, you know, everybody knows how Bill Self feels about Dewan Harris. He's one of his favorite players he's ever coached. Um, loves him like a son. Loves the point guard that he is. Loves how competitive he is. Loves that he's a winner. Uh, KJ's right behind that. And different position, different player, of course. But um, I think self-respect and appreciation and admiration for KJ is approaching that level that he feels the same way about Dewan. Um, and largely because the kid is so competitive, he'll do anything that's asked. I mean, he, this is, you know, I've gotten to know his parents pretty well. And you want to talk about a kid who was raised right. Um, you know, you know, this is, this is a, a direct result of that. And, um, it, it's really cool to watch. He just wants to win, and I know a lot of people say that. We heard Russell Wilson say that recently, right? And I, and <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a lifelong Broncos fan, and I'm sitting there going, "Well, if you really just want to win, you could probably restructure the hell out of that contract and make it easier for everybody." <laughs> yeah. But you know, he's not going to do that. So we hear people say that all the time. Um, KJ lives it. KJ personifies that. KJ would do whatever's asked. I mean, if they wanted him to play point guard, and look, he really in some ways is playing point guard for them at times this year. He brings it up a lot more than he ever has. Um, he's comfortable in that role, but it's definitely a new role for him in, in college. Um, but whatever you need, I'll do it. And then on top of that, he has talent. He plays so hard. He works so hard. He prepares so hard. I mean, yeah, you know, I think nationally people don't think much of him. I mean, I think they think he's a nice player or whatever, but um, but yeah, he, he's, he's certainly appreciated here. And, uh, and, and it's because he's the classic guy and I haven't heard self say this and I don't think he will, but he's the classic guy that a coach would say, you give me 12 of those and we'll win. You know, um, it, it's, it's that kind of thing with him. So I, I think that, um, that kind of comes back to what I was talking about a second ago about, you know, self putting everything he's got into this team, into this season still, even down to the wire, even against all odds of it not looking like they have much from the bench and aren't going to get it. You know, he, I think, genuinely believes, and his coaching staff's right there with him, we owe this to KJ. We owe this to Dewan. Like, those guys 
we've got to make sure we're doing everything we can to give them the best chance they have at winning because their time's limited. You know, they, they only get four or five cracks at this thing, and, and Celso obviously had 30 of them, you know, and, and yeah. however many more he wants. So um, I, I think that's, that's part of it. It's, it's, it's that that I was kind of talking about, like, like what drives self as much as anything. And people will think it's winning, and people think it's, you know, legacy and all that. And, and I, I'm sure that's important to them, but, but I don't think that's number one on the list by any means. I think what drives him is, is the relationship with his players and, and that he feels like, you know, they committed to me, and I'll give what I can to make sure that they have a chance to uh, – with me so um he loves kj yeah that's a long long answer but he he absolutely loves kj and of course his teammates do too and um i, I think obviously the fans do i mean his story this season in particular with losing his mom and and just continuing to fight and being such a uh emotional leader and, and such a fiery player i mean how do you not love it you know he's he's so easy on the eyes and easy to watch and, and easy to root for and uh, i think people have fallen in love with him for that more than they probably expected they would just because you know he's so passionate out there on the floor and again if he's going to care that much it, it makes it easy to care about him so i, I think yeah maybe nationally um, but even nationally you know you, you get these big 12 coaches that come through here I think Kelvin Sampson called him the most underrated player in America. And Kelvin Sampson's a pretty good coach. Houston's number one right now, right? They just jumped into the top spot in the poll. And, and so I, I do think that there's, there's a lot of um, outside love from people within college basketball, the Jay Billis's, the Kelvin Sampson's, the rest of the Big 12 coaches. Um, those guys know that KJ's a stud. Um, I think maybe the casual fan that, that would rather watch, you know, um, ACC Tuesday night game between Wake Forest and, and North Carolina or whatever, right? Like yeah. that, that fan might not know, but I don't think anybody here cares about that either. Real quick before we let you go, I want to get your thoughts on KU women's basketball. They knock off K-State, K-State in the midst of a really good year. Uh, is KU going to be able to do enough to get on the bubble? And what kind of special season does Samaya Nichols have? Yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you what, I think yesterday was huge. I think that, I think as long as they go down to Central Florida on Wednesday night and win that game, I, I think last, yesterday got them in. Um, they played a really tough schedule. That should work in their favor. They haven't won a ton on that. Uh, I was counting it up today. I think they have four wins currently against teams projected in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if that was closer to five or six, they'd be a lock. Um, but they still have a chance. I mean, Oklahoma comes to town on Saturday for senior day, and um, Oklahoma's your Big 12 leader right now, but KU gave them all they wanted and then some in Norman. So, I mean, that's a game they can win. There's no doubt about it. And if they win that one, they are a lock. Um, but I think they're in right now as long as they don't lose on Wednesday night. Um, they deserve it. They've played a tough schedule. They've they figured it out here. Over, I mean, what have they won, six or seven? something like that, you know, they're at nine wins in the conference right now. If they get to 10 or even 11, you know, they, they belong in. There's something to be said, too, about the, the, the karma of it all. Um, they got screwed last year. They should have been in the tournament last year, and, and they got left out. And so I just kind of believe in the basketball gods, evening that out. You know, if, if, they, if they were sub-500 in the league, they wouldn't even it out. You don't, you don't reward teams that don't deserve it. But this team's going to be above 500 in – one of the tougher conferences and, and have some really good wins and some close calls against, uh, against good teams, too. I mean, they almost beat Baylor again earlier in the week. Um, they played UConn tough. They played Virginia Tech tough. They, they went on the road and played at Penn State, at Texas A&M. You know, those, those, are, those are the reasons you play those games. Win or lose, you feel like you're going to get respect for playing those games, for challenging yourself, and um, – you know, hope that that pays off down the, down the down the road. So I think they're I think they're in, barring when uh, a meltdown on Wednesday night, and uh, I think they should be in. I, I think that uh, you know I've been doing it a long time. Yesterday's game was was one of my favorite I've ever covered. Um, <laughs> it was phenomenal. It, it was nine thousand people in the field house, which for a women's game might as well have been fifty thousand. I mean, yep. you know, it, it was it was. Really cool that people showed up, and yeah, a lot of them were K State fans, but it was probably still two or three to one KU fans. So they showed up. The team they came to root for and support showed up. 
Uh, they played great out of the gate and then just fought the whole game and fought. And K-State played great, too. I'm sure they didn't they didn't play as well as they wanted to, but, but it was a competitive, tough, um, intense, you know, just exhausting type of game. And you could see watching these girls play, um, you could see how much it meant to them. And, and it, yeah, it was the rivalry game. That always means something. But it was very clear that this, this Kansas team understood, like, this is our chance to, to really make the statement we need to make. And it's in our, it's in our control. And if we don't do it, we have no one but ourselves to blame. So yeah. they played as hard as any team I've ever seen. And I thought that was really cool, especially really cool for them to, to reap the rewards of that. Um, and, and, of course, you mentioned Samaya. Um, you know what? If she was on she might bench right now, um, I, I, I'm not so sure that Self wouldn't play her. I mean, he's, <laughs> she's, she's phenomenal. She's an unbelievable talent. And, she uh, she took over that game in the second half, and K-State had no answer, and she's just scratching the surface um, for what she can be. But she was ready-made for the college game. She's been their best player all year. Um, her skills are outrageous. I mean, she is so talented, and she's going to get better and better and better. Uh, she's a pro, there's no doubt in my mind, and yep. she's got time to still kind of groom herself so that she makes sure she's ready for that jump whenever that comes but um they're really lucky to have her and uh and they love her and and they should i've been doing a thing all year with her um started back at late night and we've done it every week pretty much since um just a diary of her first season in her words uh i've met with her almost every week and we pick a different topic sometimes it's you know player of the week awards sometimes it's how the big 12's been compared to her expectations. Sometimes it's fun stuff, like we did one over the Christmas break where it was her favorite memories of Christmas and the best gifts she ever got and gave and all that stuff. And, you know, um, so all 10 of those, I think this week will be entry number 11 in the diary, the Samaya diary. Um, They're all 10 online on the site. They're all all available to all anybody that that jumps on the site. You don't have to be a subscriber for that one. It's been really fun to follow. her first season, it's been really fun to get to know her, and uh, she's a, an incredible basketball player, but she's just as cool of a person, and I know that's cliche when people say that, too, but um, it's very true. She's she's so mature beyond her years and so humble, and yet at the same time, she knows she's good, and that's yeah. a really cool a really cool mix, a really cool line that, that not everybody can walk, but she does it really well. So yeah. she was phenomenal yesterday, and, uh, yeah, there's no doubt they don't win without her, but um, she, uh, on that stage, in front of that kind of crowd, um, the story I have up right now from that game is sort of the, 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 the just the whole thing, the, the atmosphere, the environment, the whole thing uh, was so cool because for those seniors like Tiana Jackson and Holly Kerskeeter and, and – Zakiya Franklin, who have been here for years and, and used to be the laughingstock and suffered through all those losses and bad seasons and disappointment and all that. Yesterday was such a, a culmination of just stick with it, build it, grind it, and you'll get your moment. And that was their moment. Holly said, too, yesterday that that was her favorite moment in Allen Fieldhouse. Um, but yet at the same time, what was so cool about that, and this is what the point of the story was, was while that was a culmination for those girls, it was also the beginning for Samaya and, and whoever else she has moving forward. Because this is why she came here. She came here to help build it. She came here to put 9,000 fans in the stands. And, uh, you know, she keeps playing like that, and they build around her. I don't know that they'll have regular crowds quite that big, but they should have bigger crowds than they've ever had because she's worth the price of admission on her own, by herself, and uh, – there's a lot of fun ahead with her. So uh, I know that was a long answer. Hopefully I didn't go over. But um, I think this team's awesome, and I, I really love watching them. They've, they've been just as fun to cover this year as the men are. Saw, saw her against Wichita State a couple months ago. She's different, different in a good yeah, way. It was well said. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Matt Tate and his Jayhawk thoughts brought to you by Super Pools. Great stuff as always, Matt. Appreciate you coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week, as uh, I guess it will be March then. So yes, um, it will. I'll, I'll make sure I have a fresh haircut and, and do a little <laughs> extra working out this week, so I'm ready. It'll be it'll be uh, go time then. So we'll talk no to doubt. you again. But thanks again. 
you got it. Matt Tate, R1S1Sports.com. Really good uh, site for you Wave the Wheat fans, KU. 148, I'm old Jack Young, is next. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. The Wichita Wind Surge play here on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Fly ball, well hit to right field. This one's got a chance. It's going to scale and into the boot board. A two-run home run to give the Wind Surge a 7-4 lead. We are proud to be the home of the Wind Surge for years to come. Locally owned, locally operated. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. When you grill with Kingsford charcoal and add Kingsford garlic, onion, and paprika flavor boosters, your special occasion becomes unforgettable. Wow. Made with 100% real spices, Kingsford garlic, onion, and paprika flavor boosters can be added to any pre-lit charcoal to add a whole new rich, full-bodied flavor and aroma to your spring grilling. Mmm, so good. Look for Kingsford Charcoal and Kingsford Garlic Onion and Paprika Flavor Boosters for a mouth-watering flavor experience. Kingsford.com. Hey, I'm Ariana. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Southwest Salad is when I take a bite, it's like, wow. I'm getting a punch from the roasted corn. I'm getting a kick from the spicy chicken. It's just great. Hi, this is Tori. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Cobb salad is the avocado lime dressing. It adds to the chicken, the bacon, and the roasted corn. It takes the salad to a whole nother level. Order a salad for delivery on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, People are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. I'm old Jack Young, 152. Is this song five minutes long? Because if it is... 323. Oh, okay. Oh, man. It's a group? Nope, one person. Not featuring anybody? Not a one. Huh. You given me this person before? I believe so. You've also mistaken other artists for this person. <laughs> Hard to believe. Is she a megastar? No. No. I mean, back in the early two thousands, uh, definitely a recognizable name, but megastar, no. Okay. An unrelated topic. Would you consider Miley Cyrus a megastar? Yes. You would? Okay. Very recognizable, yeah. 
two different eras of her as well, I think, made her a megastar. Yeah. Okay. This is an Uncle Cracker. Mm-mm. Now, I talked to Matt Tate for about 45 minutes about KU hoops, so... We're just going to listen to this song, and we'll get <laughs> him Marshall, Marshall Falk, and we'll be done. Marshall Falk, friend of the show. <laughs> right. Happy birthday. <laughs> talk, talk to him last year. That's right. <laughs> Imagine if he was listening. He's like, hey, thanks, fellas. <laughs> get a text. Tweet at us. Yeah. <laughs> I had Joe Valerio tweet at me once when I wished him happy birthday on Twitter. That's cool. Yeah. It was totally unprompted. I just said, HB... D at Joe Valerio, and then he like hit me back. So thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Jack considers this artist to not be a mega star. Would you agree? And if you do, I assume you know who this is. Do you know who this is? No. Jack says he's probably given me this person before, and I have mistakenly guessed this person for someone else. Two really good hints, but still in the dark. Do you have an educated guess? I have one person I can't get out of my head, but I think she's a megastar. Who's that? Ariana Grande. Before her time. Is is she a megastar? Ariana is, yes. Yeah. No, I don't have a guess. Pat, you can take it. (sighs) Oh, song's over. Oh, that's the end of the song. And we don't have time for Uncle Cracker, so... Right, so we'll just sit here and we'll silence. Here in silence, like we did at the very beginning of the show. <laughs> and not so, silence, sounds on your end, not on mine. Well, who was that though? Christina Vidal, oh, Natasha guys. Bedingfield, Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah. Oh crap! I, I know her. I had a feeling yeah. as soon as I said the first one. I was like, I think it's Natasha. But Who's singing? Well, what does she sing? The other one that I would know. I, who, I'm. You think Colby Calais? No, 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 no. Who Colby Cowley? What a, <laughs> I love her too. Wow! What did Natasha Bedingfield sing besides that? This one? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, God, you guys. Unwritten. Unwritten. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Is that's this, it. Didn't she the pocket full of sunshine? Pocket that's of what sunshine. We just played. Yeah. Didn't she play? Unwritten. Didn't you do that? Sorry, like, yeah. a week ago? I, I, I think like the a week, a minute, so I threw a it off. week Sorry. or two ago. Yeah, it wasn't long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Unwritten. You're so I don't know who this is Miley Cyrus. I Kanye totally West. failed you guys. Well, we're up to a good start for the week. Yeah. You should have heard the beginning of my show. Well, from my end. it was. Oh, no. I listened to the beginning of the show. Yeah, it was I quite couldn't fun. Hear it. I couldn't hear it. I can't wait to see if Jack pulls the same thing. I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hawk Talk is tonight at 6 o'clock, and we talked a little bit about that BYU-KU game coverage starting tomorrow at 530. For Jack, I'm Shane. Thanks for listening, but stick around. The Pulse and Pat coming up next. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.